Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome, Pewter Report readers, viewers, and listeners to a brand new edition of the Pewter Report podcast, energized by Celsius, the official energy drink of pewterreport.com this is the pewter post game show where we are recapping what was a back and forth game a game that made you want to jump for joy at times and then also rip your eyeballs out and bleed unconsciously um the bucks lost in excruciating fashion by a score of 39 to 37 against the houston texans where there was pure elation as the buccaneers scored with 46 seconds to go to give them the lead, only to allow the Texans, who had two timeouts, to march right down the field and score with six seconds to go. So the Bucs have now lost four games in a row. They have not won since coming back from the bye. It's been over a month, I think, since the Bucs have won a game. I'm your host, Matt Matera. Joined with me is the face that runs the place at pewterreport.com. Scott Reynolds and Scott, this, I mean, we've seen the Bucks get blown out before. We've seen them lose close games, yeah. but this may be the worst loss in the Todd Bowles era in the two seasons that he's been their coach. Uh, no doubt. This, this is it. This is for Todd Bowles, what the Washington game was for Lovey Smith in 2015, when it was the yeah. collapse of the Capitol. Um, Houston, we have a problem. Ah, Todd yeah. Bowles' defense is awful, 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 and it starts at the top with Todd Bowles. Uh, the play calling, the execution, all of it is is on him, and he is the defensive play caller. He has to own this, and he will be held accountable for this. I think this is the beginning of the end. Actually, it's not the beginning. The beginning was a couple losses ago, but th- this is. This is really the proverbial beginning of the end for Todd Bowles. Um, this this is the loss that will ultimately um, be his undoing, unless this team goes on some miraculous winning streak, which I don't think is the case now. Um, if you had told me, Matt and Pewter people, that the Bucks would score thirty seven points before the game, I I would have probably bet my house that they win this game. <laughs> Thankfully, I still have a house because I yes. didn't make that bet. But 39 points given up to C.J. Stroud. What a game from this rookie quarterback. And I agree with Baker Mayfield. He doesn't look like a rookie. Okay, that's that's yes. fine. He showed poise. He was everything that you want in a franchise caliber quarterback. 
the stat line, 30 of 42, 470 yards. Yeah. That is a new NFL rookie record for quarterbacks beating Andrew Luck's record. Five touchdowns and a perfect 147.8 quarterback rating. Baker Mayfield played a pretty good game, yeah. 21 of 30, 265 yards and two touchdowns, but was just – he was outplayed by the rookie. And that that blame goes to Todd Bowles, his defense – was just not enough to uh, pressure effectively or contain or cover. And Carlton Davis, wow, for a uh, guy that did so much talking before this, this season uh, to have an absolute crap game. I've never seen Carlton Davis play that bad before. It wasn't all Carlton's fault. Uh, again, it starts at the top. This, this, is, this is owned by Todd Bowles. This loss is on him. Start yeah. to finish. And when he decided to play Ryan Neal, and we talked about this in the Peter Game Day pregame show, and if you were tuning in, you got the news first that Ryan Neal was going to be taken out of, of the lineup and D. Delaney was going to come in on third downs. Um, and that happened. But unfortunately, what did happen was he stuck with Ryan Neal, didn't bench him completely, and Ryan Neal was the one who, in man coverage, gave up that 75-yard touchdown Noah to Brown. Noah Brown. Or took a bad angle, was trailing the whole play, and then had a chance to push him out at, at on the sidelines, took a bad angle again, and allowed that that touchdown. And really, Matt, that was kind of the momentum-turning play in the second half for Houston. There are so many places to go and, and blame. And the, all the blame falls on Todd Bowles. It does. Like, once no again, the Shaq Barrett had a strip sack, and that was nice. But the problem is, the outside linebackers, it's just been too Few and far between. With yeah. just yes, you want the strip sack, you want the big plays. But when Shaq makes that play, it go you go. Oh look, Shaq made a play. It's not yeah. like there. You go, Shaq finally getting home because yeah. the pressure is never there. It's never up. CJ Stroud's uncomfortable again. Not taking yeah. anything away from CJ Stroud. He had a fantastic game, one of the best yeah. games for a rookie in the history of the NFL. But how much of that was helped out by the fact that I mean, you could be a, the a person watching football for the first time, and you'd be like, wow, that player must be really good. He's wide open. That yeah. player must be really good, too, because he's wide yeah. open. And, and you know, and Matt, for, for Todd Bowles to come out after the game and say it, and it's been a popular refrain for the head coach, you know, we had a bust. We had a bust. Listen, man, you're in charge. Bust. You're in charge of your defense. You are the defensive coordinator, right? You, you when you design, when Todd Bowles designs his defenses, he starts with the coverage. Like it starts there. It's not like he is all about the pad, the pass rush and blitzing. That's a little bit of a misnomer. They the problems they had today were when they dropped in zone, and um, I, I don't understand the fascination with, with zone when you play it so much that you keep having the same result, which is giving up massively big plays. And um, you know, and he says, "Well, we did we didn't play." zone correctly if we would have played it correctly then then we wouldn't have given up those plays well it, i mean okay but <laughs> your players maybe aren't best suited to play zone or you're yeah. not teaching it correctly right um if you're putting players in position where they're going to bust and and they're going to have some lapses that that's on you as a play caller and this is on todd Bowles. and just in case you're wondering what the topic of tomorrow's show is going to be, and I'm going to be writing about it in my two-point conversion column. Yes, Todd Bowles, there we go. Todd Bowles is on the hot seat. 
Okay. I mean, he is. There's no doubt about it. Uh, is he going to get fired? I think he should. And I'm probably going to be calling for that in my two-point conversion column. That's tomorrow's show at 4 o'clock. We're not going to do the whole show right now. We're talking about this mm -hmm. game. But, Matt, as it pertains to this game, when you look at, at, um, at what the Glaciers have done in years past, the Buccaneers got off to a 3-1 and one start under Raheem Morris, and they lost. Um, actually, I think they were 4-1. and one. And they ended up losing all of their remaining games. And Raheem Morris did not get fired till the end of the season. Same thing with Levy Smith. After he started off uh, in 2015 with a, a poor performance and then had that massive uh, halftime lead in Washington against the, the Redskins, as they were known at the time. I called it the collapse yeah. of the Capitol. And they lost that game. Levy Smith got to play out the rest of the season. I don't think they're going to do an in-season firing here. But it does not seem like Todd Bowles is going to to see 2024 as as the Bucks head coach, unless something miraculous happens, which I don't see happening. I mean, even that last drive, like the first freaking play, it's a wide open receiver, and like they're essentially at midfield, and I go, oh well, worst case scenario, the Texans are in hail mary range, and then you're having throwbacks to uh, a week ago when they when the Bucks were the ones throwing the hail mary, yeah, and just. Everything from the top down, the secondary, you yeah. already said Carlton Davis having his worst game maybe of his career. Like yeah. there's no adjustment by the defense. And we've praised this team so much at times for being able to make those adjustments. And finally, the offense yeah. comes to play. We got a couple of super chats <laughs> we'll get to as well. Yeah. The offense finally comes to play. Yeah. And somehow, some way, the defense all of a sudden just, just goes dark. Just like yeah. nothing. Absolutely nothing. Barely any pass rush outside of Kalijah Kansi had a pretty good game, a couple tackles for loss. Vita Vea got in there, but right. inconsistent pass rush yeah. and no coverage in the secondary. I mean, yeah. people were wide, wide open. But let's get let's get this. Hold, hold on one second, Matt. To your yeah. point, okay, you're talking about wide open. Remember last week, uh, Thursday night against the Bills, the Bucks allowed four players on the Bills to have 65 yards, receiving yards or more. Today it was four players with 54 yards or more. Nico Collins, okay, was was uh, he was the least dangerous of the four. Okay, yeah. he had six. He had uh, three catches for 54 yards in the game's first touchdown. Okay, then you had Tank Dell who had two touchdowns, six catches, and 114 yards, including the game winner, uh, the game winning touchdown. Dalton Schultz, the tight end. I didn't see this. Yeah. Coming. 10, yeah, 10 catches, 11 targets, 130 yards, and, and a clutch touchdown, again, on on um, uh, Carlton Davis. Uh, they they put the, the tight end. Yeah, to put the Texans up with the lead, right, for, for a minute, then the Bucks come back and score a touchdown, and then we saw Tank Dell's touchdown there. And then uh, Noah Brown, six targets, six catches, 153 yards, and a touchdown, including that 75-yarder. So three 100-yard receivers against this Todd Bowles defense. It's absolutely atrocious. It's quite impressive. <laughs> May I'll put that on most impressive. Uh, anyway, Callie Bucks, thank you for the 499 Super Chat. Appreciate everyone with these Super Chats that are rolling in. Callie Bucks says, Curses are real. The Bucks embraced a losing history, and the fact remains 0-4 since donning the creamsicle jerseys. <sighs> Abandon that jersey and logo. Yeah, I mean, this might be one of those games 
where you got to bury the football. I know you're talking about an old game, but you got to yeah. bury the football, maybe bury the the cream school jerseys with it. There needs to be some type of seance, some type right. of anything, because you're on a four game losing streak. And again, you have a rookie quarterback next week with Will Levis, yeah. but then you have the 49ers again. And let's remember the Texans have a lot of coaches from that coaching staff. Yeah. Um, from the 49ers, who again just whoop the Bucks defense. I don't yeah. care that the 49ers have lost three games in a row and they're on a bye this week, so they're gonna be coming. Well, they'll have in the game next week. Yeah, I can see the 49ers beating the Bucks by 30, <laughs> just like the way that this team has looked. Yeah, uh, let's keep it going though. We got more super chats, want to get to everyone. Uh, Mark Fisher with another 499 super chat says, Worst call in a sea of bad calls. Why use a timeout to save 10 seconds when we have the ball to 18 with less than a minute to go? You know, that was crazy, too. Yeah. Now, I didn't have the TV on, so maybe I missed something. But so Trey Palmer fumbles. Mike Evans comes up with it. And then they, like, reviewed it. Were the Bucks forced to call a timeout because they, like, reviewed it with 30 seconds left or whatever it was? Yeah, there was going to be a 10-second runoff um, because uh, – I think because of, of the injury, I believe. Um, okay. And – uh, and so, or yeah, so the, they, they had the option to, to take the timeout to avoid the, the 10 second runoff and see, the funny thing is at the time, the play clock showed 39 seconds left. So yeah. a 10 second runoff would take it down to 29 seconds. But after the bucks took their timeout, then the official says, put 10 seconds back on the play clock. So he changed it from 39 seconds to 49 seconds. Yeah. And I don't think I think the the referee was actually and and I could be wrong. I've got to go back and watch it, but I, I want to say that there were 39 seconds left. The Buccaneers would have been if if there was a 10 second runoff had the the ball with 29 seconds left, right? Okay. So the timeout should have just kept it at 39. Yeah. So then the ref added 10 more seconds left to it. I believe, and again, I've got to go back and watch it. I'm going with my memory here, and we'll see in the chat if I'm right or wrong. But but th then it goes from 39 to 49 seconds left. I didn't think there were 49 seconds left. So I, yeah. I could have been mistaken, but it seemed to me like there was a little bit of an official error there, and they were thinking, oh, well, now we have to give Tampa Bay their 10 seconds left, but I don't think they took the 10 seconds off. Yeah, I think they would have taken it off, but they because, didn't because they used the timeout. Right, because if they would have – if it was at 49 and they say 10 second runoff, you get it at 39 and a timeout. I would have taken that versus uh, just have 39 and no timeout. Yeah. Which I think would have been better because as much, and I'm, I'm not going to knock the, the offense for scoring too quick with 46 seconds left, but because yeah. at the end of the day, the defense still has to get that stop. I mean, you yeah. know, they have to score a touchdown on that. Yeah. But again, if you're going to play the clock management, if you have that timeout, maybe at the end of the day, you still want to score the touchdown, but maybe score it with a little bit less time. So right. the Texans have just a little bit less time to move the ball yeah. down the field, which would have been crucial in a game like this. But yeah, I was just, uh, I was just curious about that. Uh, appreciate the comment. We got a comment yeah. from Ryan Finnernan, dollar 90 or sorry, a uh, 99 cent super chat. Thank you, Ryan. Uh, if you have another comment, we will uh, put it up during the show, but yeah. moving along, Nicola, who was, in the in the chats for all of the Peter Game Day show. Uh, thank you for the 499 Super Chat. Ask, can you guys ask Todd, will he use LinkedIn or indeed looking for a new job, LOL? Offense finally goes off and the defense can't keep up. That's on yeah. coaching. And that's the problem. It's like for a while now, people have said Todd Bowles is not a good coach, not a good coach. 
And then week in and week out, he makes all of these like really questionable game management decisions. Yeah. Again, keeping all this timeouts at halftime or in the first half. Like a lot yeah. of different things. Yeah, he's Does he's he not a win. Does he ultimately, not win? Yeah. Ultimately, you know, we've given him a year and and some games here, right? And start off two and zero. Okay, start off two and zero last year. This guy owns the Saints, which is great. But <laughs> this this is now the second winnable game that that they could have and should have won, Matt, against a lesser opponent, I think. Um, but after this game, I'm not going to say the Texans were were the. It, it was a winnable game, but I don't say that, that they have um, less talent. I mean, th- their talent came to play today. If the Buccaneers do have better talent, it did not come to play today, especially in the secondary. So, yeah, that was it was awful. Um, yeah, and what hurts We're, even more is the freaking Falcons lost today. The Falcons lost. Yeah. You would have and the Saints won. On the now the Saints are the Saints are in, in in the driver's seat now in the NFC South. Although the Bucks do have a win over them, but yeah, it's. Uh, I, I don't see how they come out of this, to be honest. I, I think this is the downward spiral. And, yeah, and I know they say, be... yeah, no, I'm with you. Because I know they say like 24-hour rule, forget about it. But this is like a really tough game yeah. to just to just wipe off, you yeah. know? The, yeah, the, this 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 wasn't a, the dagger. The, this was the decapitation. This was the samurai sword, chop off your head, loss. That I don't know that this team is going to come back from. I mean, if there's a saving grace, it's that d- did the Buccaneers find out some things that work on offense? I'll remind you that the Houston Texans players, including their kicker, were dropping like flies. Dare right? Mumbawale, former right. special teams captain of the <laughs> no. Buccaneers, hit a uh, extra point. Or no, yeah. hit a field goal and yeah. uh, did well on the kickoffs. Yeah, they lost Jimmy Ward. Then they lost MJ Stewart, former Buccaneer. Yep. They, they they lost – they didn't have Sheldrick Rank, Sheldon Rankins, who was their yep. defensive tackle, didn't play. Then they lost, I believe, another defensive lineman or two. Um, they, they were like a, a mash unit. And so the, the Buccaneers couldn't beat the, the Texans JV team today. And I, I, are you going to beat the Texans next week? Or I mean, the Titans, are you going to beat the 49ers? Hell no, you, you're not. And I'm not trying to be negative. I'm trying to be realistic with the way that this team is coached with the penalties, with the, the continued busts in the secondary with veteran players. Yeah. I mean, over and over every week there was a bust. Yeah, but they practiced great, Scott. I'm sure yeah. they had a great practice. Yeah. I know. Uh, thank you to Blueberry for this 6.98 super chat. Oh and my also, god! I am so sorry, Blueberry, who says oh, I want to give you game, your money back. The game was at 2 a.m. <laughs> the game was at 2 a.m. over here in Singapore. I sacrificed oh, a good night's sleep just to see this absolute disaster. Blueberry, I am so sorry. Yeah. I appreciate you joining us in the comments for this. Thank you for the Singapore show. dollar can, super chat. Hopefully we can entertain you, but oh. geez, geez, that I don't know if you could pay me to stay up to 2 a.m. and know that that yeah. was going to be the outcome of the game. Yeah, we'll see what the Jets tomorrow. Uh, Jordan Schneiderman, thank you for the six dollar yeah. and ninety nine cent Canadian uh, super chat says, asked you guys weeks ago about how and why they can be so bad in zone after years with the same players. Didn't think it was this Bad. Yeah, I mean, this is a recurring theme yeah. for the Bucs. We've said this for seasons now. And again, at times it feels nitpicky because this defense can be really good. They can limit teams in the red zone for the most part, not today. Yeah. They can create turnovers, but it's been too far and between now with this team. And like the last two days or last two times we spoke to Todd Bowles, he's yeah. like, 
We're blind. They're playing zone. We have horrible. That's vision. on you. You're the head coach. Over and yeah. over and over again. It's he's just like you guys aren't getting it. You guys aren't getting yeah. it. Why aren't you understanding? It's like all right. Well, if the students aren't figuring it out, then it's the teacher. You, yeah, you got to mix at up some the, point the lesson a little bit. Yes. You know, like well, here's the other thing too, and I'm just bringing this up. Okay, how many times have we heard right, Jamel Dean, Carlton Davis, I'm a column, you know, whoever, like they're up in Todd Bowles room watching film yeah well here's a question i just thought of the other day why aren't they in kevin ross's room watching film he's the cornerbacks coach that's true i'm just saying it's like this coaching staff has has been around for a long time uh kevin ross i loved him as a player in kansas city i mean again it's like you know you you don't want to just openly criticize guys because they have super bowl rings but at the same time just like Byron Leftwich last year, we, we have to call him out. I mean, the Super Bowl ring happened in 2020. This is 2023. Nope. What have you done for me lately? Right? I mean, this is this is new players to a degree, right? I mean, you have some some veterans in there too. But these coaches, um, I don't know. It, I, first of all, I don't see how Todd Bull survives this season. But e- even if he does, there's got to be some changes to this coaching staff because these the players aren't getting better. No. Right, this is the, I have not seen improvement on the defense. Right, Devin White hasn't gotten any better. Carlton Davis certainly hasn't gotten any better. Jamel Dean hasn't gotten any better. Um, Ryan Neal, I guess, wasn't good from the start, but um, yeah, bad, bad, bad. Couldn't have said any better. I, I don't think I need to add on top of that. Uh, Lucas Patisse, thank you for the dollar ninety nine super chat. They might as well bench Joe Tryon Shayanka. He gets no pressure. Then, of course, he makes a play on the two-point conversion, which, again, the Texans were forced to do yeah. because uh, their kicker was injured until they realized they had a weapon with Dari and Gumbo Ali. And JTS, to his credit, makes a nice play, interception yeah. in the end zone, and then immediately gets a penalty for just chucking the football at yeah. the guy that just tackled them. Very odd play because even if – and I'm sure JTS will say, oh, I wasn't trying to throw it at him. I was just trying to, like, toss the ball to the ref. No player ever – You'll see it if a player scores a touchdown and he'll chuck yeah. the ball like at, at to the back the back yeah. wall behind the end zone. No player who gets tackled on the field, like in the middle of the field or right. the red zone or whatever, doesn't even get up and just whips it. Like he yeah. like full on was trying to throw it like a play at the plate from center yeah. field to, to the catcher. So you know I don't what? Know what the hell he was doing. I, I d- Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I didn't mind it. I mean, it's a stupid penalty. I'm not going to excuse it, and I'm not going to condone it. But I, I will say that was like the first time I've seen Joe Tryon Schwenka actually get mean and pissed off yeah, in the field some before. Of, some emotion. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. He's he's not he's not a good football player. He's an athlete playing football. That's what he is. Yeah, sadly. Uh, Richard Blackchin, thank you for the ten dollars mm-hmm. super chat. Don't know what currency that is, but thanks a lot, nonetheless. Pounds, Gold. I believe. I pounds. Believe All right. Pounds, yeah. Probably pounding the table because of uh, the anger that the Bucks have yeah. 
Uh, Richard says, Bowl said he hasn't been on the wrong side of games like this before. Oh, yes, he what has. about first Daniel Jones in 2019 right. or the Seahawks in 2019 uh-huh. or the Browns in 22 mm-hmm. or the Steelers in 22 or every mm-hmm. game versus the Rams has to go. Yeah. yeah, I think he means like in terms of the crazy shootout and the yeah. fact that the, you know, the last score came with 40 seconds, 46 seconds for the Bucks. Yeah. And then the, you know, that last play right there at six seconds. Mm-hmm. One of the worst losses in, I mean, again, Todd Bowles are arguably the worst loss. Yeah. Maybe the Browns one may have been a little bit worse. I've but, covered uh, this team 28 years, and, I mean, this is up there, man. This is a top 10 loss. I don't know where in the top 10 I'd have to go through and rank them, right? It's obviously not, you know, as catastrophic as the 99 loss to the Rams in the NFC Championship game or or the, the Rams loss uh, or the, the loss to the Rams in the playoff game in 2021. You started those two, but – You've got eight more slots to fill out, yeah. and and this is in there somewhere. I'd have to rank them, but it's in there. It's bad. This was an awful loss. Trustin Vorbeck, thank you for the four ninety nine super chat. When it was impossible for them to win, Bowles found a way to let them do a quote Brady and pull it off. <sighs> Bowles is officially yeah. on the hot seat. There's no question he has to be yeah. on the hot seat. I mean, again. He's been a head coach before, and it didn't work yep. out and Correct. for a number of reasons. Yep. Last season, I don't even know if it's a pass-fail because he he obviously yeah. uh, made the playoffs but had a losing record. Again, you could argue maybe they win that last game of the season, blah, blah, blah. Nonetheless, he's regressed with still the same level of players on defense. Yeah, He regressed with having Tom Brady as your quarterback. Yeah. And... The team hasn't won in a month. They've regressed this season, going from yeah. three and one to now losing four right. games in a row. They probably don't even remember what winning feels like because it's been so long. It's been a long time. And um, yeah, he's on the hot seat. Again, uh, I'm just going to tell you historically, right? The Glaciers have never fired a coach in season, right? They didn't fire Lovey Smith during his two and 14 season, they didn't fire him after the collapse of the Capitol uh, midway through, or I should say it's probably the first third of the season. In, his, in the 2015 year, which was the second year, they didn't fire Raheem Morris as the team lost, I want to say, 10 straight games after a 4-1 and one start. So they didn't fire Greg Schiano when it, it was pretty much apparent it was going to be over by the end, by the halfway point of the season. So if, if they do fire Todd Bowles in season, that would be a first for the Lasers. Um, you know, I, sometimes... Oh, yeah. Sometimes you get a little bit of life with an interim head coach, whether it be Harold Goodwin, whether it be a uh, you know Larry Foot stepping oh, in, yeah. uh, whoever would be the interim head coach, probably Harold Goodwin because he's the, yeah. the assistant head coach now. But Matt, you know what? Some maybe maybe you want maybe you want to to let him um, kind of die on the vine a little bit and and tank. Uh, like uh, not yeah. not on purpose, but like it's going to happen, right? And and just kind of go through the pain and the suffering. And as the losses pile up, I mean, coming into this game, Matt, the Bucks had the 13th overall draft pick. Now they're in the top 10, right? So you, almost like with Raheem Morris, you just let the suffering continue to the very end. They lost 10 straight games to bottom out. And maybe you do the same thing with Todd Bowles to try to get a quarterback. It's such a yeah. crapshoot, man, to get a quarterback. But you know it what? Is. If you nail it, if you get a CJ Stroud, then you see what, what can happen. They're, the the Titans are, or the Texans are now four and four and four on the on the year. Yeah, 
I think what is really tricky about it, and maybe some of this is inspired because I have the Raiders Giants game on or Red Zone on in the background. Yeah. The Raiders are up 14 nothing after right. just canning their coach and GM. Mm-hmm. I think the tricky thing is like I could totally see if it goes the way that it's gonna continue to keep going. I could see them firing bowls like, you know, week 17. And so Goodwin gets to coach week 18 when it doesn't matter in a meaningless game against the Panthers or maybe the week before that. The tricky thing is that, again, even with the Falcons losing today, even even though the the Saints won, they're (laughs) still still kind of in it. So there is something to be said about, like, yeah, maybe Bowles should kind of go out on a shield, uh, as they say, where, like, you still give them the opportunity to to make it bounce back. But, but we like, know what's not going to happen, right? That's the thing. We know exactly, exactly, and that's where like you have no problem firing him in week 16, 17, 18, because you already gave him that opportunity, right. and he didn't come back to it. On the flip side, if they lose to the Titans next week and the 49ers the week after that, but yeah. in some crazy scenario, the Falcons lose two out of their next three, and the Saints lose two out of their next three, the Bucks would still be like two games out of the playoffs. Still playing the Saints and the Falcons again yeah. with the opportunity to get back into it. That's where you go, oh, well, if you fire Bowles now and you got that, you know, Rich Passaccia resurgence that the Raiders right. got a couple seasons ago when you bring in the interim, or maybe yeah. Antonio Pierce will do it now. That's like the other side of it. So yeah. you're almost in an odd way. Yeah. Waiting to see what the Falcons and the Saints do <sighs> over the That's next right. two weeks. And you hope in the meantime they figure it out and they beat the Titans or upset the 49ers one way or another so yeah that's kind of like the weird way to look at it but yep. that's kind of where the bucks are at the moment I, uh, ryan Finneran, thank you for the 499 super chat as a marine thank you very much for your service thank ryan you. says as a marine this is the worst salute to service month oh, ever yeah. only thing that would make it better is a todd bowles firing this week appreciate the comment ryan uh awesome comment yeah sorry that the bucks did not win for you yeah I, it's been on the Monday mailbag for a, a couple of times, but it's going to be even louder and louder now with Todd Bowles coaching up a, a stinker. He said yeah. clunker a couple of weeks ago. This was a stinker. This was yeah. vomit-inducing defense. Yeah. It was. It was bad all the way around. Um, but you know what's not bad, Matt? It's the uh, the tasty energy drink that we, we love yes. here at, at uh, Peter Report. Even when the Bucks play terribly, Celsius can keep me going. There is no uh, sugar. There's no post-energy drink crash or jitters that you may get with a, another product out there. Uh, there's so many awesome flavors. Arctic Five is my favorite. Uh, I like the sparkling orange, sparkling watermelon, peach vibe. Uh, strawberry lemonade is one of my favorites. So there's all great flavors. If you need to know where to find one, uh, go to the Celsius store locator, punch in your address, and it'll tell you the closest geographical location where you can pick one up. Be at your local Walmart, Target, 7-Eleven, Health and Fitness store, or your bodega. Bodega. And once you keep going to your bodega and you know you love Celsius and you want more, that's when you go to the Celsius uh, – sorry, you go and buy Celsius on Amazon. Do the subscribe and save. You can get it in bulk. I rec- recommend getting that variety pack because the variety is the spice of life. Have it sent to your residence whenever you want. It could be a week, month, quarterly, yearly. You're in charge. You're the captain now. Uh, just make sure you're drinking Celsius energy drinks. Celsius, the official sponsor of the Pewter Report podcast, makes Celsius your number one pick. All right, we have a ton of super chats to continue to get yes. to. 
Thank you to all the Peter people. We really appreciate you. As Richard Taroka with the $1.99 Super Chat says, Bowles bested by a rookie offensive coordinator. Inexcusable. Yeah. Bowles been getting bested a lot lately, whether it's rookie quarterbacks, young yeah. quarterbacks. It's become a little bit of a trend now, unfortunately. So that's where they're at. Yeah, I mean, it, there's not much else to say. It's I wrote about it in my SRS Fab Five. This is going to be a stretch. You're going to be facing a lot of rookie and backup quarterbacks. A lot of winnable games here. And if Ty Bowles can't win, there's no excuses, right? I mean, it's None. it's on him. So uh, it's, yeah, it, it, it's on him. This is on him. He has to own it. And it's, it's games like this that will ultimately get him fired. If not uh, tomorrow, uh, later in the year. It's going to happen because I, I don't see the necessary changes. We've talked, Matt, you and I have talked about on the Pewter Report podcast, Pewter People. You've mentioned it in the comments. We see it on your, your article uh, comments on our stories about Ryan Neal. It has taken him so long to replace Ryan Neal, who is a, a touchdown giver to yeah. opponents. He loves the we, holidays. He loves it. It's here. Have a free touchdown. I mean, touch. You know, touchdowns are on sale today. Matter of fact, they're free. Here, you take yeah. one. That's just how it is. And so, for him to wait this long to put D. Delaney in, it was just like last year, Matt, with with Luke Gedicke, right? That he waited too long. I mean, I know he's the defensive play caller, but he's also the head coach. At any point in time, it's his roster. He gets to say, uh, "You need to to bench Luke Gedicke here, Byron, and we're going to put in." Nick Leverett, right, um, for the Steelers game. And it just th these waiting, waiting, waiting. And it's the stubbornness that it's just, it's cost him. Uh, appreciate T with this uh, super chat who says, thanks to us, the league will never have to see Leftwich or Bowles as a head coach. We deserve compensatory picks for the bullets <sighs> we keep taking. I mean, listen, Byron Leftwich is not coaching anywhere. Correct. Uh, at, at the moment. Um, Bowles is kind of lucky that Josh McDaniel just got fired because all the attention is on the Raiders. But outside of Ron Rivera, Bowles is probably the next closest guy on the hot seat at the moment uh, across the NFL. I could be yeah. missing someone at the moment. And unfortunately, you know, I feel bad, but Bowles will probably never get a head coaching opportunity again. Yeah. Well, the other thing, too, is is there's something to be said, and I'm, I'm a defensive-minded guy, but there's something to be said about – defensive-minded head coaches, too. You have Matt Eberfluss, right? Who's probably yep. going to get canned in Chicago. you got Ron Rivera. He's going to get canned in Washington. Um, I know the, you know the, 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 the commodes won today, but it's not going to last long. So. Yeah, they beat New England. Yeah, they beat yeah. New England, right. And, and, I mean, they're going to finish at best third in the NFC South behind either Philadelphia or Dallas or both, obviously. But yeah. one of those teams, either the Eagles or the, or the Cowboys, will win their division, so. Um, yeah, not not good. Yeah, only D'Amico Ryan's the only guy standing up for yeah. <laughs> for defense. That's right. Coach. Sure ain't Belichick. Uh, nope. Yeah, Tony with the four ninety nine super chat. We know it's over for Bowles, but does Light get another shot to hire another head coach? Great coverage as always, guys. Thank you, Tony. Yeah, a couple question. things on on that. Um, I think he will, unless the Lasers go out and hire, you know, somebody that that will want his own general manager. And, and the, the only name I can think of is, is someone like a, a Jim Harbaugh, right? Yeah. Uh, where if he were, yeah, if he were to make the, the leap from, from Michigan, you know, to the NFL. And I don't recommend that. I don't, I mean, I know he's had, he's had some success, right. Um, 
in the NFL before, but uh, I don't know that that he would be the right guy. I don't know. That, there's a lot of scandal and stuff happening on his his team right now in Michigan. Um, I don't know if the Lakers want to get involved in, in in that type of situation. I'm not saying he can't coach. I'm just saying is he is he the the right guy for this team right now? I don't know. Coming off that that scandal, I'm not sure. Um, having said that, Jason Light and, and the Lakers kind of got they had to make a deal with Bruce Arians, right? When Bruce Arians decided to retire. Um, you know, he, he is part of it and, and Rick Stroud believes this and I'm, I'm kind of believing it too. It seems like Bruce was kind of forced out. It kind of does. And how much did that had to do with Tom Brady? Probably a lot. And, and I don't, I don't know this to be fact and I don't want to put words in Rick's mouth, but it seems like that's kind of what happened. And so, you know, Bruce, Bruce, Hey, you know, you, we're going to make some changes here. You know, Tom, you know, wants to come back, but, you know, we're going to go in a different direction and, and uh, you know, you get to pick the head coach and we'll put you in the ring of honor. It seems like that's kind of the way it happened because Matt, we were at, at the NFL owners meeting March 30th, Bruce Arians decides to abruptly retire. It just, I don't know. And he, yeah, and, the only and thing- then he, he, he handpicks, he handpicks his successor and Todd Bowles and yeah, uh, Jason light signed off on it. Yes. The laser signed off on it, but it wasn't like Jason Light went out and and you know did a coaching search and said yeah. we're going to hire this guy. It's kind of like what it was with Derek Cutter when Lovey Smith got fired. They promoted the offensive coordinator from within. The only thing I question about that is, and like it does kind of add up. The timeline very much adds up as well, but like. And Bruce is a classy guy. He's a respectable yeah. guy, of course. But Bruce also speaks his mind a ton. Yeah. Why would he be so honky-dory, easygoing with like, oh, yeah, there's no beef between me and Tom. Like, we just went golfing last week and all that type of stuff. Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't think Bruce is, would be fooled, fooled that easily. Yeah. But anyway, that, that's a conversation for, yeah. for, for, for the offseason. More trauma to yep. get to. Thank you to Desert Dog for the 2K. Uh, Desert Dog 2K. Thanks for the yep. $5 Super Chat. The mantra has been win the winnables. Now they yep. are losing winnable games. Yep. It will be a seven-game losing streak when the Panthers arrive December 3rd. Ugh. Could be. Seven-game <laughs> losing be. streak. It could be. I mean, they're yeah. at four. Will mm. Levis has looked pretty good. San Fran would be six. Yeah, I mean, it's things are not good. This We call this a must-win game. That's a right. must-win game, and they could have won. Lost it. Yep. And they could have won. They lost yep. with 46 seconds to go. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. And, and here's the thing, Matt. It would have counted, but boy, they would not have gotten off the hook with a 37-33 win. Right. I mean, It'd be like, Bucks survive. Play yeah. Like shit again. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So having having said all that, um, if you go back and look at at Raheem Morris's uh, 2011 season, um, they actually were four and two, and then they lost to the Bears. Then they had the bye week. So that was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten straight losses to end that year. That's what I had to endure in 2011. That's combat pay, folks, right there. <laughs> uh, Bucks Basement, thanks for the 499 super chat. I'm so happy, especially with the way we lose. We lost. It yeah. was a Todd Bowles specialty. Sorry. Uh, this loss is entirely on his horrendous clock management. 
fire him soon. I mean, you certainly can't blame the offense. The offense scored 30 points for the yeah. first time this season, for the first time in the Dave Canales era. And right. sure, there were times that still make you want to go nuts about the offense with certain run plays and certain just awful three and outs. But again, 37 points, you should win every single time, especially with Todd Bowles, who prides himself on a defensive play caller and things of that nature. But remember when Todd said that yeah. it won't snowball? Well, guess what, Todd? I know you live in Florida, but there's a giant snowball heading yeah. right at you yeah. in, the, uh, in the organization. Because yeah. So I want to correct something that I said earlier because I wasn't sure. I went back and looked. The Buccaneers did use a time, their third timeout with 49 seconds left to preserve that. I thought it was 39, but I guess what happened was, was they took the, the 10 seconds off. Then because of the timeout, they put the 10 seconds back on. So uh, the Buccaneers, because that play – the touchdown pass, uh, or actually this was the Trey Palmer play, the Trey Palmer play where he fumbled it, Mike Evans recovered at the 14-yard line. Uh, that play started at 53 seconds. Mm-hmm. I have a hard time thinking that that play lasted four seconds, though. Matt, that doesn't seem right. From 53 no. seconds, you're in shotgun. Yeah, I'm, just lo- I'm looking at this now. I've got to go back and look at the, at the actual game itself, but I'm looking at, like, the plays on on the NFL website, and it says Tampa Bay timeout uh, number three at 49 seconds. But there's no way that that that, that happened. Um, I, I think there was there was a, a clock mismanagement issue, and, and I'll, I'll go back and look at this, and we'll, we'll we'll figure this out by tomorrow's podcast. But all right, the uh, game is under protest. Yeah, well, I'm just saying, like, there's no, there's yeah. no way that that all of that happened in four seconds, right? And and that it just didn't. So I, I think that there was a, an official error there. Matthew, great name. Thank you for the five dollars super chat. Says yep. this team has quit on bowls. They did after the Atlanta loss after the bye week at our house to Ritter. This is icing on the cake. Bowls must go. We will not. Um. Yeah. I think this game was the first sign of. Of, I wouldn't even say quitting, just like truly pouting when things aren't going your way. Because uh, like that Bills game, they were down 24 to 10, and they could have easily yeah. just kind of packed it in and went home, and, and, and right. they kept fighting. So I don't think the team has necessarily quit on each other. I think it's easy for someone, even though he's a team leader and a, and a team captain, but Mike Evans to be like, F it, you know, let me get my 1,000 yeah. yards, and then I'm out of here regardless yeah. of what any other team wants to pay me because Mike right. just wants to win. And we're kind of heading towards like a rebuild. And honestly, do you really need two $20 million receivers when you don't get either of them involved until late, 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 late in the game? I don't know. Yeah. Like, What are they paying Chris Godwin $20 million for? What did Chris yeah. Godwin do would have an impact on this game? Right. I mean, the the, the points are, are great. I don't want to knock uh, because they've been hard to come by. 37 points by this offense was great. Yes. Um, 73 Rashad yards right. rushing by Rashad White, two touchdowns. That was certainly a step in the, a huge step in the right direction. When you factor in his 46 yards in receiving, he's now gone over 100 total yards again for the second week in a row. Kate Otten has decided to, to play football this year. Six catches, 70 yards, and two touchdowns stepped up in a big way. Started the game with the 24-yard catch. Yes. Um, at the same time, Mike Evans – Four receptions, 87 yards. Longest was the 53-yarder, obviously. Uh, Chris Godwin, as you mentioned, Matt, two catches for 16 yards. And I just don't think that 
that with with Evans only being targeted five times, Godwin being targeted six, uh, but to have six catches between those two, just it does not seem nearly as productive as this offense needs to be. No. Uh, Meets McGee, thank you to Meets McGee, says uh, $5. The downward spiral happened after the Falcons debacle. I had expected the offense to get better. What I didn't expect, the defense crapped the bed. Yeah, yeah I mean, if you got the Bucks defense... <laughs> If you got the Bucks, Steve. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Defense literally any other week of the season, how they played. Yeah. The Bucks win this game, and you feel pretty good about, all right, yeah. well, the offense has figured it out. The defense is playing right. well. This team can do things, but nope, the defense looked horribly worse. And, like, yeah. I don't know. I don't I don't really expect the Bucks' offense to do this every single week. Like, have they turned a corner, or did they just, did they just have a good situation where everyone on the Texans got injured? I think that has to be factored in. Yeah, and, and here's the thing too, Matt. T- Tampa Bay's defense, for what it's worth, in every single game leading up to this one, had held their opponents to below their scoring average for the season, right? Every yeah. The Philadelphia Eagles, the Lions, they held them under their average. This was not the case today. The Texans came in averaging, I want to say, 21 points per game. They allowed almost double that, 39 points. Um, and it would have been if they would have had an extra point you know, kicker today uh, yeah. that they yeah, would have, yeah. they would have had over a double, but just absolutely awful defense today. And um, it, it's, it's unforgivable. Moving on. Cause we still have a ton of super chats. Yeah, left. Thank you guys. And, Holy uh, smokes. You guys are yeah. great. Thank oh. you guys so much. Sorry. The bucks didn't play well, but thank you. Yeah. For the super chat. Uh, Scott Jacks, nine ninety nine says Baker's yeah. doing exactly what we asked of him. Protect the ball. We get frustrated with him, not ripping it. Uh, after today, he's a top 13 quarterback. Gents, how do we fix this amount of ideas? Love your take. Yeah, Baker's playing exactly like a quarterback that is getting yeah. paid $4 million this season. Baker right. is not the main reason why the Buccaneers are losing, especially on a, in a game, again, where they scored 37 right. points. And I don't know, like for this game specifically, what else do you want to ask Baker to do? He scored the game-winning touchdown, throwing right. it to Kate Otten with 46 <laughs> seconds to go. Baker did yeah. his job. And I'm not calling you out, Scott, because you're right. you know, you're lining it up. Yep. What can this offense do? I mean, they ran the ball better. They got to continuously yep. run the ball. If they get production still from Kate Otten, uh, you know, that's another weapon in, yep. in the passing game that's been few and far between. Um, I don't know. They need to develop a lot of their young uh skill position players, clearly, because like Trey Palmer plays eighty percent of the snaps and then doesn't do anything yeah. until late in the game where he fumbled and almost right. lost three the catches, fifty one yards for him. Um, yeah, De- like Devin much, Tompkins, nowhere nothing. to be found again. Rakeem Jarrett, nowhere to be found again. Yeah, yeah. So you know, if there's if there's a place where Baker maybe can improve, it's it's third down, right? They, the Bucks were three of thirteen. Uh, ironically, let, let me just ask you, Matt, what would you guess the Houston Texans' third down percentage was, knowing that the Bucks have the absolute worst third down defense? And Ooh. and have allowed fifty percent this yeah. year on third downs. What would you guess the third down percentage? Well, let's see. They had a third defense. and fourteen, and they had a third and eleven today. Um, 
They did get off the field a couple times. I'm gonna say fifty-six percent. They were the Bucks defense was actually three of eleven on third down. They actually did oh, a wow. much better job on third down, but it no, didn't it seem like it did. It was it. just the third and longs that they kept right. screwing up. Exactly, but it was they 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 allowed just twenty-seven percent on third down, but it seemed a lot worse than that, right? And I think it seemed a lot worse than that because the, the Texans were getting a lot of chunk plays, right? We had we saw the seventy-five yarder. Obviously, a 26-yarder, 29-yarder, 23-yarder. So Stroud was was dealing a lot of intermediate shots and converting uh, and picking up more first downs on second down and kind of avoiding third downs, um, yeah. you know. And, and I, I don't know. But at the end of the day, it, it's, that's kind of a, of a misleading stat because they it, it didn't matter. Third down defense didn't matter. When you give up 496 yards total, and 39 points, you know, stats yeah, are for like losers. Like the Noah right? Brown touchdown, that was the first play of the drive. So they didn't get to a yeah. third down. You just Correct. allowed it right away. Exactly. Uh, thanks to T for this $10 super chat. Scott, you brought up one of the many red flags of Bowles I don't hear mentioned. Is it accurate to say Bowles has yet to produce a coaching tree even after the Super Bowl? No one picked from our defensive staff. Well, actually, there was one. Mike, Mike Caldwell. Caldwell. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he went to the Jaguars and, and became their defensive coordinator. Um, but that's the only one. I mean, I mean, Nick Rapone's not going to be the safeties coach. That that was no, that was Todd like, Bowles' safeties coach back at Temple. Okay, yeah, Nick listen, he's like seventy-five 70. years old. Nick Rapone, yeah, yeah. You know. yeah. Oh, so. the alarm's going off in my okay. condo or apartment. All right. Anyway, uh, Jeff the Champ, I'll I'll mute myself. Yeah, Jeff, the champ, four ninety nine. I was on board with y'all's pr- predictions last week, but now this team will be lucky to win five games. Thoughts? Yeah, I, I agree. I think that five wins. I mean, this team had they had to to get six and four out of the last ten games to get to nine and eight, and it, I just don't see that happening now. Now I, you've lost two winnable games, right? You've lost to Atlanta. You've lost to Houston. Where where are you going to pick up? those those wins to help get you to to nine wins now i just don't see it i'm just remembering you know our pr roundtable this week was revised uh yeah revised records and i improved the bucks after losing three in a row i improved right. them to nine and yeah. eight after my initial eight and nine well i look and sound like a moron right now but thank <laughs> you to jeff for the uh for the super chat uh, Edwin Mill 83 999 says, I took tour of Bucks facilities yesterday. That's cool. We yeah. get to the locker room, and lo and behold, there is one locker with a very special, unique chair. Why is Devin White afforded so much special treatment? Uh, no. <laughs> I don't know about special treatment, like, yeah, outside of just on the field stuff, but you yeah. know, him, him and Top also have a very close relationship. So. Yeah, he's not going to be back next year. He played better today. I'll give him his credit. He had a yeah. sack. He looked a little bit more involved. But like on that Nico Collins 17-yard screen on third and 14, whatever it was, uh, he looked like he was just like waiting for someone else to make the play when he was right there and could have. It just just didn't. Uh, Trustin Vorbeck says, you know, Todd won't own it. He will say, we did have a good week of practice. This yeah. guy's silence kills me. I can't with this guy. Yeah. yeah. Only I drink a matter every of time. time. Drink every time he says uh, someone had – a good practice. We understand uh, that. We understand that, and they have a lot of heady players. Yeah. Ryan Finneran. Thank you, Ryan. I'll be at the Tennessee game in my Mike Allstott salute to service jersey next awesome. Sunday. So awesome. 
I know you guys will be working, but I'd love to take a pregame shot. We'll need it and chase it with a Celsius. <laughs> Absolutely. Do it up. It's a great yeah. mixer uh, with, with liquor as well. Yeah. But yeah, thank you so much, Ryan. I hope you have an awesome time. Hope the Bucks bring you a win because, again, they're still in this divisional race despite they are. They losing are. four in a row. But uh, thank you, Ryan. Yeah. Kathy Gillespie with the 499 Super Chat. Thanks, Kathy. Why are you guys so down on Mayfield? He's such a team guy, and it saddens me to think that he and Canales will be thrown out to to the bowls with bathwater. Um, I, I think we're not, like, crazy down on Baker. We right. just kind of realize he's an average quarterback that can win you games with good talent. Yeah. Um, but isn't going to – he's not going to have a C.J. Stroud game. No, he's not. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and that's, that's kind of part of the problem because – you're going to need some of those CJ Stroud type moments. Yeah. In the season, right? If you look at, at Super Bowl winning quarterbacks, they're typically not the Rex Grossman types, right? Um, yes, they won with Brad Johnson back in 2002, but that was with a all star Hall of Fame defense, right? That had four Hall of Famers on it and probably a fifth in Simeon Rice. Yeah. That didn't happen uh, very often. And I only see three Hall of Famers on this defense or on the defense on this team right now mike evans is one tristan Wirfs if he stays healthy and continues on his trajectory although he didn't have a great game today i don't think uh and and then maybe levante david has the the numbers he won't get in but he's i think he's a hall of fame caliber player but he won't get in the hall of fame um but you have to have a a quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts. Those were, were the last two quarterbacks in the Super Bowl, and yeah, Joe Burrow, was, Matt Stafford. Yeah, you know, the, the, the game was decided by three points, right? Thirty-eight, thirty-five, yep. and and every once in a while you have a Nick Foles that has a magical season in there. But it's it's you got to have a, a Super Bowl caliber quarterback, and he's just not it. You do. Uh, thank you to Josiu Ortiz for the dollar ninety-nine super chat. Pewter Crew, $5, says, same shit, different weekend. Nothing changes yeah. or will change under Bulls. Gone. Light needs to step in and make Bulls make a change. It does feel like we are just watching the same stuff yeah. again and again and yep. again and again. SRS Salt Video, 999, says, the rest, and thank you, the rest of the 2023 needs to be about nothing but player, coaching, GM, and contract evaluation. The $80 million David Dean contracts are clearly huge overpays, Bowles has not shown he's capable yeah. as an NFL. I think he coach. means Davis because Levante's not making yes. that much. Levante's right. Levante no, deserves, deserves the, yeah, yeah, he deserves yeah, the yeah. money Carlton is making this year. <laughs> um, but yeah, I and I would I would envision either Carlton or Dean probably one of those cornerbacks going next year is my guess. Yeah, uh, Josu Ortiz with another super chat. Thank you. Says, what do you make of Strauss systemic systematically dissecting our secondary defense throw after throw? No pass rush. Yep. No, Soft no ass coverage. zone. Soft yep. ass zone. Yep. T with another $10 super chat. Thank you, T. Says, my fear is we make the playoffs <laughs> in a crappy division so Bowles gets another year. Need Glazer's light to have some conviction to the obvious. Yep. Bowles is not it. Arian's family tree is over. Time to move on. Yeah. And again, I'll, I'll, I'll remind you, Tony Dungy was fired after making the playoffs. Right. Yeah. Back in 2001, John Gruden was fired after going nine and seven and just missing the playoffs. So the Glaciers have fired their two best coaches ever after winning seasons. Yeah. So um, 
I just don't see how Todd Bowles will be here next year. And this goes back to a question we answered in the offseason of like, yeah. if the Bucs go eight and nine, would the Bucs keep Todd Bowles? And our response was, well, it depends how they got to that eight and nine. Right. Did they start out crappy and then like got it together? Yeah, they have a well, bunch of injuries out, and overcame them. Exactly. Yeah. Nope. They started out great at three and one. They've now lost four in a row. That is not going to help you if you go eight and nine. Uh, Meets McGee, I don't want us to turn back into a losing franchise again. We need stability. I do not have an issue with light. Bad teams change coaches constantly. Mm -hmm. But you could change bowls and get in an offensive coordinator. You pair that with – I know the dream is Caleb Williams and um, whatever. Yeah, or the the head coach that he has, Lincoln Riley. I'm not saying they should do that. But you pair a quarterback with an offensive coordinator that will run the offense that's best to the quarterback. Right. Sounds kind of nice right now. Maybe Shador yeah. Sanders. Someone said before, Shador Sanders, like, get the stadium packed again because, you know, the Dion effect and everything. Anyway, uh, we got a super chat from That's Why You're Dead. Thank you. That's Why You're Dead, who says, quit making excuses and say how good C.J. Stroud played. He played we fantastic. Said, he played awesome. <laughs> what do you have, five touchdowns, <laughs> yeah. 475 passing yards? We've said 470, the yes. The all-time NFL rookie record, yes. I mean, 147.8 yeah. quarterback rating. It's perfect. That's the he, perfect quarterback he, he rating, I believe. fantastic. Let's yeah. also remember, this is a Buccaneers podcast, so we're going to slant a little bit more towards yeah. like what went wrong with the Bucs than how great C.J. Stroud was. Exactly. C.J. Stroud was awesome. You watched really? the game. Yeah, really. <laughs> Really, really fun watching him, but yeah. CJ Stroud is not going to lead our most impressive story today. Exactly. Not. Football fan 999, thank you, says the Glazers need to decide what is best for the team. Bowls continue to stay the same thing week after week. At what point do you say enough is enough? I think after the 49ers game, if they lose against Houston and they lose against the 49ers, yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if they fired him then. Yeah, I think once they're almost mathematically out of it, uh, and it, it could happen very, very quickly. Depends on what happens, as you said, at Matt earlier, what happens in the FC South. Um, but again, I'll just say this. The Glaciers can always change their mind. They're the owners, but they've they've yet to fire a coach. Even when Raheem Morris was, was in the throes of a 10-game losing streak in his final year, they didn't fire him until the very end. So, Shaggy, thank you for the $10 Super Chat, says, first time this season, I really feel let down by the defense. Got to get yeah. back on track. So that I agree with. I mean, the defense has kept them in so many games. I don't yeah. think they should all be thrown across. I, like, Bulls deserve his blame. Carlton right. had a shitty game. It yeah. is what it is. I expect him to bounce back um, at some point. Uh, Richard Blatchin says, do you think that Mike is more or less likely to stay if when Bulls is gone? I can see him wanting to win somewhere. I, I think the worse they play, the further Mike is out the door. Because it depends on who is, the offensive coordinator is going to be and who the quarterback is going to be next year. I think that those are two things Mike wants to know for sure. Craig Kurtzman, 499 Super Chat, says, The defense is awful. Look at Carolina last week versus Stroud. What is the value of keeping Todd any longer? Give Goodwin a chance, and if not, clean house. Again, yeah. they're still like relatively in the running to win their division, so it's tough to cut bait right away even though right. four straight losses you would have reason to uh wit wait there with the 499 super chat says even though strat had a historic day the bucks had no pass rush and no coverage had all yep. day to throw bowl says we need to execute every week yeah i think it's no surprise that kalijah Cansey had one of the first sacks of the game and Shaq yep. knocked the ball out i don't even know right. if he was, would have been able to tackle cj strat right. but he knocked the ball out so it counts only three sack. sacks so you know and and yeah, i thought cj CJ Stroud did well with pressure too. I thought that he he really did well to handle the pressure. 
would there be uh, any um, Eric Colson with the nine ninety nine super chat? Would there be any possible way that the Bucks would go for Todd Munkin? He's done wonders for Jackson in the offense. Yeah, he's. I think he's under consideration. Sure, why not for a head coach? Yeah, for a head coach. Yeah. So. Yeah. Whew. yeah. Well, those super chats were fantastic. I mean, we appreciate you guys. A lot of great questions and stuff yes. too, and just letting the anger out. I get it. You know, know. Todd Bowles did not do a good job. That's why tomorrow's show, the question. Well, I was, was going to say real oh. quick, the, the one person who does do a good job, though, yes. uh, to your point, is Eric Gross and the Eric Gross Group. That's right. It takes a full team effort to win a football game, and it takes a full team effort to win a real estate. Eric Gross Group will not let you down like your Tampa Bay team will sometimes. He has done hundreds of transactions in this crazy real estate market, and he knows how to win in real estate, whether it's buying or selling your house. So you're going to want to visit housesinfla.com. Housesinfla.com. Let him take the pressure off of buying or selling a home in this crazy real estate market. Uh, their clients are not just transactions. They're lifelong friendships. Go to housesinfla.com. Give Eric a call at 513-907-4271. He's a Peter Report reader. He's a Tampa Bay native. He knows the market. He will help you in. He won't let you down like you were let down today. And uh, tomorrow's show will be all about Todd Bowles. We'll speak to Todd again tomorrow with a little more Tampa Bay media there. I think only Rick Stratton and Jenna Lane were uh, yeah. in Houston. So more Tampa media tomorrow. Todd Bowles on the hot seat. We'll see everything that Todd has to say. And, of course, in the meantime, please follow us on all of our social media on X, Facebook, Instagram, and threads. We are at Pewter Report. Got a lot of post-game coverage. Of course, our YouTube channel is Pewter Report TV, where we have this podcast four times a week. Various clips, Pewter Picks and Props, uh, Pewter Pulse. A lot of great different stuff, great different content. But that's going to do it for us for tonight's game. Sorry again that the Bucks lost. We'll talk more about it tomorrow because yeah. there's still a lot more drama, regardless of wins and losses, that will come up with the Buccaneers. But that's going to do it for us this evening. For Scott Reynolds, I'm Matt Matera saying thanks, everybody, for watching. We'll see you tomorrow at 4 p.m. for another edition of the Pewter Report podcast. Out. Out. Love you, Peter people. Thank you.